Oh boy. Okay. And we're off to the races. We're off to a rip roaring start here. We were we were laughing at Will's expense <laughs> before the mics came on. Oh man. Speaking of which, I <sighs> ran into friend of the show, Gwendolyn. Oh. On the street. Oh. On my way to pick up our provisions. Oh. And uh she's worried about you, man. Why? Well, you know, based on my uh reports from the field over the last uh, few months, she's concerned about the dips, man. What? She advised me to maybe start weighing your dips. <laughs> I, I think she was implying that I should weigh out the portions for you and perhaps hide the rest. Wait, somewhere. this all happened in the like five minutes you took a trip around the corner? Well, it was longer than five minutes, but you wouldn't know that because, hint, hint, listeners, guess what Will was doing? Sleeping. Taking a nap. It's dark outside, by the way. It gets darker earlier now. Well, it, it's dark today particularly because we had a Tatooine sunset because the the ashes from the West Coast have made their way east. Don't try to change the subject to our looming worldwide calamities. We're talking about your dips again. This is going to be a recurring segment, the first eight minutes have of the show. Have you seen any dips in a week? <laughs> There's been no dips. I have noticed that the uh, unfinished container of pub cheese sits there pathetically. What? Yeah, I think it's in the fridge, right? No. Oh, you finished it off. You polished it off. <laughs> They're all gone. Early I'm one dipless. morning for breakfast. <laughs> no. <laughs> there are no dips. Anyway, Gwen's worried about you. She ad- she advised me to perhaps portion your dips for you and uh, Listen. keep an eye on it. At first, I thought she was going to say I should start weighing you. Sometimes Did you compromise <laughs> the integrity of your Ikea bed? I mean, I have, but... Did you hear a screw creak and then it shot across the room? I was in an intimate situation and the planks, uh, because one of the little like metal parts that holds the square together is missing. You know, in, in a delicate moment, there was a... F- there was a whoop. Oh, uh, a, a plank... Uh, Some planks out. fell down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually had that happen on my bed as well. And I'm like, huh! Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, oopsies. Well, yeah, that's why at a certain point, actually, I, you know, because I made my bed frame, yeah, but I just had the loose slats in there too, uh-huh. and they fell out in a similar situation. So I just busted out the drill and was like, "Fuck that! I'm never letting this happen again." And I yeah. just screwed them into the bed. Oh well, that's a, yeah. So when you're screwing and you have a problem, you get the screw gun and you yeah. screw them in. Well, I think I just needed like a real bracket, mm-hmm. an IKEA bracket where the the uh the parts don't actually go into the other parts and you're like, well, I guess that'll do. And then it just is gone forever. And I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. I think I should probably get real hardware. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm realizing also that being older, I'm like, wow, low bed, really terrible. Really? I'm a big fan of the low bed. What makes you say It could just go up a little because mine is very low. Is it? Okay. It's like, you know. You know, the only reason I'm a little anti-low bed is the storage is a problem. Only certain size things fit under there, and I'm a big fan of under-the-bed storage, especially in small living conditions. It's a necessity. 
Oh, but you don't I like have to tell me about small living, you know, in the Harry Potter. Oh, all right, all right, jeez. You know, just not look under the stairs and ooh, I can fit a bed <laughs> in there. Pretty soon you won't fit in there though, so it won't be a problem. You'll <laughs> have to knock a wall out. You'll be like that thousand pound man that just exercises by moving his arms. That's all just he's capable of doing. This, yeah. But barely and then winded. After One of those people that when you die, the fire department has to come and cut your roof off and rig you out like you're a Confederate I am not statue. an episode of Maury Povich. Thank you very much. <laughs> Actually, I think even Maury was like, you know, I can do It's a Man Maury, but I can't do, you know, my 600 pound life. Uh-huh. Yeah. I feel like that was purely re- regulated to Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer was always the better one. I think Maury was the second best, and then Montel was the worst. Montel was boring. Uh, Maury was okay, but you're right. Like Ricky, Jerry Springer, Ricky Lake was boring. Oh, really? I yeah. don't know if I watched a lot of Ricky Lake. Mm. Do you know she was like 22 when that show started? Oh, I don't know. Or she I might mean, have been she, a little older than that, but she was wild young. Because she was when famous she was when famous. she was young. Oh, she was? Was she yeah. a child actress or something? Yeah. Oh. Didn't know that. What was she in? Um... Well, she was in, uh, fuck, what was she in? She was in some uh, John Waters movies. She was in Hairspray when she was, like, very young. Oh, Hairspray, I did know. Well, yeah. She was in John Waters movies? John Waters, Hairspray is a John Waters movie. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Weird. You didn't know that? Um, yeah, my wires are getting all crossed. She up. only got the TV show when she lost, like, a bunch of weight because she was, yeah, like, a yeah. chubby child star, and that was her, like, thing. She was, like, the plump Winona. When you said John Waters movies, I guess I just thought you meant I was like, was she in Pink Flamingos no. when she was four? Did but she Divine, knew Divine. Like, she knew Divine. Really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't realize there was a connection there. Yeah. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, they were they were buddies. Shout out to Ricky Lake. Yeah. Is she fat again? No. She's not. She's. I don't, think, I don't know. I haven't seen pictures. She of must her. be like seventy at this point. Do you know how time works? Not really. No, she's like <laughs> forty or fifty. You'll have to par- you'll have to pardon me because I'm as as you know, Will. I'm expecting a phone call from Ron, and mm-hmm. it's it's making me weird. I'm really oh. distracted by my phone potentially going off and having to take a break. Oh well, I'm gonna look up a picture of Ricky Lake Current. Also, I think I'm just in the middle of a manic episode right now. I'm mm. feeling uh, particularly high strung. Why? And it's not good. I don't know. Oh, she just looks like normal. Like, oh, she looks good. She yeah. looks good. Except she did buzz her hair. What? Yeah, she's she's look. Why did it have spiders in it? No, I think she had like an illness, so she looks like Susan Powder, but Chubbs. Okay, but she looks like a normal lady, like a normal lady of that certain. Yeah, age. if she wasn't famous and you saw her on the street, she wouldn't turn any heads. Let's just put it that way. Okay, well, I didn't mean it as a bad thing. It's just she she just looks plain. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Good. Good for okay. Ricky Lake. Yeah. So you're having a manic episode because you're a crazy person. Why? I don't know. It's just one of those things. I mean, I, I oscillate between, you know, it's manic depressive behavior. Oh. I'm kind of either one or the other, mm. and, I, and I've and just been kind of busy lately, so I just feel like uh, I'm running around. I'm doing a lot of tasks, mm. and when I do small tasks, I just like to keep doing them. Oh. So, like, you know, got to go to work, got to go to my studio, come home, got to take out the trash. Oh, do I actually want to throw this way? Yeah, maybe I do. Then I'm starting to, like, sort through things and blah, blah, blah. Mm. So, I don't know. Why is that bad to get little, I don't know, that seems like No, I'm not saying normal. it's bad, it's just a different wavelength, you know? Oh. It's a different headspace for me. Hmm. 
one thing to the next to the next, which is why the anticipation of something like a phone call in the middle of a oh. podcast is making me anxious. Normally, oh. I wouldn't care, and it would just happen, and we would deal with it. Yeah. But now it's all I can think about because it's the next thing. Oh, You okay. know what I mean? Hmm. The sequencing starts to stack up, and I get a little OCD about, like, checking. got to do list. the podcast, then got to do the phone call. Oh. But now that the phone call is going to happen in the middle of the podcast, I'm nervous. And it's irrational. I'm not trying to defend it. Hmm. It just is what it is. You don't relate to this at all. No. I make lists. You don't ever get manic, actually. Uh, I get frenetic. Uh, yeah. But that's like, mm. no. Well, I think you're good at compartmentalizing that uh, freneticism into your job. You don't bring it home with you. Mm-mm. Mine has nothing to do with where I am. If uh, if I'm in the manic mode, it's going through every area of life. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. But home for you is just about sleeping and eating, pretty much. <sighs> so... No, I mean, I clearly bring my work home for me because phone always. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, I don't like the energy. As soon as I step out, I'm like, well, like I said, let me nap for 20 minutes and all that energy will just be whoosh out and it's gone. So this is why it's like, oh, don't knock the nap. The nap, the the nap. <laughs> Instead of whap, I have nap. Yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I have nap ass pussy. <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, but yeah, I just like let it f- like it's all gone, mm-hmm. and then it's 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 hitting the like soft reset button. It's like, do you want to restart the system? Yes, and then you got to like hear the whir of the fan go down, and then whoop, and it's back. That's really nice. I mean, I'm envious of that. Like, I don't know how that works. I don't know. I don't either. I don't plan for it to do. I just go. I have to do this. Yeah, but yeah, this I, has I to know. Happen. But the the self knowledge of knowing that you can decompress with a method and that it will work. Like mm-hmm. for me, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm probably going to be up most of the night now, mm. not be able to sleep. I mean, th- my manic episodes continue for days at a time. You know yeah, what I mean? The, you should see someone about the this. The swings are different. They have they have things. They have little pills for this. They can. I'm not doing out. any pharmaceuticals. I've had this conversation <sighs> already okay, with somebody well. else. I'm also not going to do meditation or anything that would, it would improve my life. So you're not going to do any self-improvement no. at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> because I'm fine. I'm not sick. I'm fine. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm fine. I'm just feeling. A l- I'm just feeling a little hyper. I'm a growing d- boy. I don't need Ritalin. Don't need Adderall. I don't need lithium. I just need a friend. You know. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe a friend with a couch and some deep knowledge of mm. things. No, that sounds like an enemy. That sounds like someone that's out to get me, <laughs> trying to tell me that I'm sick when I'm not. They don't have to give you pills. They'll just be like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how did that make you feel? Oh, I guess it's me. Fuck. Yeah, it is you. Fuck. It is you. I was thinking about this when I ran into Gwen because I was like, hey, what are you up to this weekend? And she's like, oh, I think I have to go upstate. We're like visiting with family. And a similar thing happened with her a couple weeks ago when we were trying to make plans. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking on my way back, I was like, you know, that's why it pays to just have single friends because people that have commitments, mm-hmm. you know, they're always doing something. They got family to see. Yeah. They're har- They're hard to make plans with. But you... You know, you're never doing anything. Mm. Worst comes to worst, I have to w- shake you out of a nap <laughs> and, ru- and ruin your reset and yell something at you about Joe Biden playing the Mexican song. What? You didn't see this. No, I don't. <laughs> you know, I don't see the internet. And t- I don't look at phone all day. Yeah, I know. That's impressive, too. Unless, you know, I did respond the other day because it was like, please respond. And I'm like, honestly, just tell me what day I have to do something. And I'll, you know, being boss man means I'll set this guy. I don't give a fuck shit you tell yeah, no me one, no and one then knows, i'll no work one, around it. no one knows what you're talking about but uh either way but uh, this goes in general when people are like plans question mark and i'm like 
you tell me and I'll figure it out. I'll just leave. I don't give a shit. Well, yeah, I mean, you're just... I'll leave probably late, but, like, You're whatever. just talking about scheduling in the most, like, brutal, practical sense of what time and where. I was yeah. I was speaking more generally of, like, you know, other people have things to do, and that never occurs to me. Oh. Because we're old now, you know? People yeah. have, like, responsibilities and yeah, stuff, yeah. but, like, I don't, so I always just assume that no one's doing anything and that mm. they want to hang out with me. And the longer life goes on, I'm like, oh, that's not true. But I you're the rare exception to this case. That's why, you know, all all of my friends need to be losers. If you're friends with Excuse me, you're a loser by default. How dare you? I'm just busy until I'm not, and then I'm not busy mm-hmm. because I don't plan things at all because <laughs> I'm a terrible person. I I learned, uh, I mean, I learned this at 9.30 today. When I make, like, really great, perfect plans and, lo- like, tee everything up, something always goes to shit, and I'm like, well, why do I plan? What's the point? There's truly no point in planning things. Why not just wing it? Yeah, I think a lot of people feel that way, but I don't know. People feel the other way. They're like, no, it has to be planned. And I'm like, that's a terrible idea. You, well, should, I just, you should just fly by the seat of your pants and hope for the best. You know, I'm kind of with you. I, I guess on some level, I just I don't like to make decisions is my problem. Like, like even with really basic things. Like, if I, I was scrolling through Netflix last night, and it took me, like, an hour to decide what I wanted to watch. Oh, I have a really hard time just making... And that's how you got to the Olympic bomber movie? Yes. Okay, well... Very good movie, by the way. Richard Jewell. Highly recommend that No movie. one's going to watch this I thought movie. it was good. Well, that uh, usually means it's bad. No. I have I have very good taste in movies, by the way. You have specific you? taste in movies. Yes, I do. Because it's refined, you know? In what sense is that even a criticism, man? Mm. If someone had, like, a, a specific taste in visual art, you might not like everything that they like but you would respect their eye no i could also tell them that they have bad taste it's called being sophisticated man okay well i have a specific taste in movies and it's trash yeah yeah which is fine and i respect that too that's it's not a good thing i wouldn't say i have good taste well no 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 no. we're talking we're we're talking past each other right now yes Mm. i would agree with you you have terrible taste in movies but it's specific i have specific taste in movies that are good sure they are. They're just they're just movies that people don't like. Other people don't like. <laughs> you have, you have the taste of a sixty five year old retiree who had friends who older friends who maybe went to Korea for for basic training. I mean, sort of. I mean, you're implying that I, all I watch is war movies, yeah. Which is a which is a large percentage of what I what I like to watch documentaries. Yeah. yeah. Um, really serious movies about religion. I like uh-huh. mob movies. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're I not mean, helping your case. No, so I guess you're right, but that's just a particular brand of you know dudes rock cinema. Uh, Most of them mm. feature guns and violence, mm-hmm. or acts of terror in this case. Yeah, um, <clears throat> they all feature white men as protagonists. I'm not down with POC things. Okay, I shouldn't say that. That's I'm getting increasingly nervous about what I say on here. Oh, just now. Yeah, just now it, you're you're I, starting to build a filter. It's, what is yeah, this? Yeah, it's it's finally occurred huh? to me that there huh. might that there might huh. be stakes to what you say sometimes. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> because as as you know, uh, you know, I don't want to get into it, but I've had a bunch of incidents this summer of things of saying things Hashtag to Chris people. Hashtag Chris is canceled. Getting me in <laughs> Hashtag trouble. Cancer, <laughs> yeah. Cancel camper. That's a good one. It's uh, your name can be alliterative to cancel. Mm-hmm. So, what are people going to do? Wipe out Will? No, fuck that. That's too many words. You I have, mean, to have you two words yeah. for cancel culture. 
I don't know. You're kind of immune from cancellation, too, because you've built up a decades-long persona of sort of being sarcastic and mean. Yeah. And people just accept whatever you say as an element of that. Oh, he's what I'm just trying being to a dick. Yeah, I'm what like, I'm trying yeah, to say is... Yeah, I was being a dick. I don't mean anything I say ever. Of course. Nobody takes you seriously. <laughs> because you don't take yourself seriously. I am Roger Sterling. Thank you so much for that. You know what? Respect. I think you're kind of right about that. Where's my third wife by now? Hmm. Oh, wait. I'm not old enough. Hmm. I have to be, what, 70 to get... You think Roger was 70 in that show? He was 60. Yeah, I think he was meant to be an early 60s person. Maybe even late 50s person. I think 62. Okay. Yeah. I mean, does that make sense? No, yeah. no, no, no. Because, like, think about the timeline that Mad Men takes place, and that would have meant that Roger was born in 1900, which is definitely not true because he wouldn't have served in World War II, so which he did. So he would have been, what, 19 in World War II? Yeah, let's say Roger, let's make it the math easy. Let's say Roger was 20 in 1945. Mm-hmm. So in 1965, he was only 40. Roger was meant to be way younger than you think he was. Damn, he looked, well. Because think right. about it, even if he was 25 in 1945, yeah. he would have been, A, a an old-ish veteran. Yeah. Most veterans of that war were less than that. Mm-hmm. And still, by 1965, he's 45 years old. Hmm. Well, shit. Come to think of it, though, this is kind of a problem with Mad Men. Yeah. Because he definitely isn't supposed to be that young. No. Uh, yeah. But he's supposed to be, like, late 50s, early 60s. But it's like they had to make him serve in the war for certain plot lines, because, like, realistically, I don't think he would have. No. Especially because he, like, inherited that company from his father and yeah, stuff. he would not be. Like, he would have gotten out of it and been running the business during the war. Unless you would do, no, or you would have been, you have to go to war and then you go to college. Well, maybe, but what I'm saying is that the age doesn't make any sense. Like, no. yeah, sure, a lot of GIs went to college after the war, and by our standards of people going to college, they would have been old yeah. for undergrad. Yeah. But at the time, that wasn't unusual because of the GI Bill, and most people didn't go to college anyway. That's true. But like, I'm, what I'm trying to say is for Roger's age to make any sense in the show, he would have been 35 in 1945, which mm. means, A, he. this is interesting to me. Speaking of my old man movie tendencies. Yeah, see? Here we go. Which means, A, he would have served the entire duration of the war, which I suppose some people did, but, like, getting through the entire Pacific theater from 1941 to 1945 without getting killed is pretty crazy. Well, he was a rich boy. He was never on the front lines. Well, no. Doesn't he talk about, like, killing people in battles and stuff? He does. Because no. there's, there's that whole tiff with the Japanese in the one episode, and he's like, I know good men that died on Iwo Jima. Or whatever. So he, he was just know people. Eh, he was probably at frontline confrontations. I think eh. that's heavily implied. Well, he could have had a neighbor. But anyway, so he was a, he was a thirty-something man that lived through the whole war. Like I w- not doubtful. Gonna, I'm not yeah. going to look it up right now, but I think that's like, pretty rare for the time. Yeah, I don't know. Well, anyway, so oh, yeah. also in that Richard Jewell movie, John Hamm. John hmm. Hamm is in that movie. That's usually a bad sign for a movie. Doing a r- no, he's in good movies. What are you talking about? He's in the town. That's not a bad movie. It's middle of the road with Ben Affleck and John Hamm. I've never heard of this. A movie. Boston movie. Oh boy. Yeah. The only the only valid Boston movie is Goodwill Hunting. What? Yeah. Goodwill Hunting's a fine movie, man. But The Departed. Come on, that's a Boston movie. That seems like a New York movie because it's a Scorsese movie. What are you talking about? Everybody's accents in that movie are so heavily Boston, it's crazy. They're Boston? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Matt Damon's Boston accent? It's That's over just the, the top. way he actually talked before. Wait, is before he from Hollywood. Boston? Isn't he? Yeah, because that was the thing. Like, Goodwill Hunting, him and Ben Affleck, they wrote it in this Boston because they were Boston. 
guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes They're sense. They're Bostonians. I think I knew that Ben Affleck was from Boston, but I'm not sure about Damon. Yeah. No, That's wild, though. Boston accent is very easy to lose, I think. Well, I think there's a lot of pressure to lose it because much like a southern accent, I think other people interpret it as ignorance. So you're incentivized to get rid of that shit if you want to be a cosmopolitan movie star. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also the kind of thing like it's I've heard it like if they start drinking, it'll come out. But if they're not, you can lose it very quickly because it is just a lazy or, you know, quote unquote, lazy kind of speech where you're just drawing out consonants yeah i mean it reminds me of the philly accent to some degree we have a lot of friends from philly and And they do the same you get three cocktails in them and they're like "Woo, that's bad oh yeah you're like where'd that y come from where'd those 16 y's come from Mm -hmm. damn oh yeah anyway i sound like a long islander and i'm like how the fuck did that happen john ham's in that movie and he uh he fucks olivia wilde also a bad idea that she's in a movie um, she's pretty good in the movie, but she plays a really she plays the horniest reporter who gets horny for violence and then fucks people for information and ruins Richard Jewell's life. Spoiler alert. Okay, well, um, here's the thing: that's it's kind of a bad stereotype. That I would that not sounds like a dude casted that whole movie. Well, it was a Clint Eastwood movie, so he did. <sighs> okay. Um, so you're watching. I'm still so going to. You have a deep love of Clint Eastwood movies. I kind of do. Yeah. And uh, what's his face? Gibson? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Say what you want about those guys' politics, but they know how to make a goddamn movie. Not all of Clint Eastwood's are good, but he's made a lot. He's like a Woody Allen type. He makes a movie a year. Um, ben Affleck has made... Also not a great... You're taking such a whole... Uh, not Ben Affleck. Uh, Mel Gibson's made fewer movies, but his movies are even better than Eastwood's. Yeah, but using Woody Allen as a point of reference. Oh, boy. Ah, listen. I mean, I don't know when we expected artists to be good people. That's why well, I'm not a good person, because I reject that hypothesis. Okay. You know? Well, wasn't Woody Allen always a schmuck? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, th- I think it's like, a... Anyone should, no one should have had expectations of him. I think in Annie Hall, there's a scene where he like brags to somebody about having a threesome with two 16-year-olds. Or, yeah, we knew it was coming. Or a character in the movie does that. It's like, yeah. I the mean, character is him, yeah. It, the thing is, in the 70s, that wasn't weird, though. It's pretty weird. It wasn't then. Mm. It wasn't. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying that that was like that. That's right, but you can't judge people in the past. I hate when people do that. That's one of my number one gripes with culture: is judging the past from today's perspective as if we have the highest morality possible, oh, and that morality right. will never change to make us look bad. It's short-sighted and it's stupid. Mm. Well, well, the past was bad. The few, the present is bad. Everything is yeah, bad. Yeah, no, I know. That's the other thing is people are like, oh, the past was so bad. But it's like, yeah, look at yourselves in the mirror. I mean, is it getting any better? No. Mm-mm. Is everybody just pining for the 90s? I guess so. Was anything that good about the 90s? Clearly, no. We're bombing up Olympics, bombing up things in Oklahoma. Like, uh, This is an interesting topic. I actually, I don't think the 90s were that great. No, I think the 90s were pretty great in people's memories and in their lived experience because, A, the middle class wasn't completely destroyed yet. I'm talking in the United States. No. And yeah. and if you're a white person, basically, let's be honest. Yeah. But, you know, no, the middle class wasn't completely eviscerated yet. It was in the process of having that done to it. Yeah. So people have rosy memories because their material conditions were pretty good. And I think politics was kind of easy to avoid if no. you wanted to. Because, yes, it was. No, everybody had to talk about the blue dress. 
Well, yeah, I guess. But, like, I I mean, sure, there's always dumb culture war bullshit, but you didn't have to care about it. You Mm. have to care about it in your life now because people will actually get mad at you about it. Whereas at least the blue dress was, like, funny to most people, I think. I don't think there was was that many people that were, like, super upset about that. It It was was mostly a soap opera kind of thing. It was a soap opera thing that was just like, yeah, we'll totally talk about blue dress because you don't need to know what's happening, you know, over there. Well, yeah, they were like bombing in Yugoslavia that entire time. It's and like sell, and selling arms to you know. You know, think about the Obama era too. In this respect, I think that's what people get a lot of nostalgia for certain periods of time where, like, you're allowed to just forget about it because the media kind of forgets about it for you. And also, prior to social media, when you didn't know every little thing going on, if you had a decent middle class life in the '90s, yeah, it was good. We'd won the Cold War, baby. Like. You know, I think there really was something victorious about that until 9-11. People Mm. really thought that history was over and that liberal democracy had won. Talking about Americans and people in like Western Europe in particular, nobody in South America was ever under any illusion that things were getting better. Oh, yeah. Well, mm. true. But yeah, from from the perspective, you know, that we inhabit now. Yeah, sure. I think the 90s were great. No, I mean, I remember being in high school. I don't know, like older grade school. Because we didn't have, like, middle school because it's just you do K through 8, whatever. I remember, like, we'd have, like, you know, the nuns and the and the non-priests. The, what are the non-priests? Brothers? Yeah, I would just call them brothers. Are they friars? Technically, no. They didn't have the haircut. Right, but they're, let's just call them brothers. Sure. Yeah, so they would come back, like, from, like, uh, El Salvador and be like, it's bad. Do you know how bad it is? And we'd be like, huh? What? Again? It's still bad? It's been a year. You didn't fix it? What's going on down there? And granted, like, were the Catholics helping any? No. Um, But they would be like, it's extra crazy down there. And I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah, I mean... It's been six months. I gave gave you, like, $5. What's going on? This is part... I mean, I'm guilty of this as anybody else. And I think on certain issues, it's warranted to have a lot of revisionism towards the 90s. So, you know, I was saying a minute ago that I think people's, like nostalgia for the 90s is kind of valid because their memories of it are rosy but yeah behind the scenes there was a lot of terrible shit going on like el salvador is interesting and i could imagine catholics having an interesting perspective on this in the 90s because the united states was funding like right-wing terrorist organizations to overthrow socialist governments so like there were catholic missionaries getting killed by right-wing like juntas that the u.s government was supporting and funding and it wasn't being reported on in the media because we were funding it yeah, there's this that. is I mean, this is anybody that's ever read Manufacturing Consent could express this to you. I'm just basically parroting that. That's what that entire book is about. Yeah. Is intervention in South America and the number of headlines that it got versus other things. Which that book showed up on someone's like pop like like, oh good. So glad my books arrived today. And I was like, Huh? What? How'd you get that? They're in for a surprise. Spoiler alert about manufacturing consent. It's ultimately pretty boring. You're going to read a lot of uh, data tables about things like this. But Ooh, it's good ammunition tables. in certain conversations. You know, if a Catholic missionary ever tries to tell you that, like, I don't know, actually, they, they were the victims of a lot of this stuff. No. That's what I was trying to get at a minute ago is, you know, Catholic priests and stuff were getting murdered. Yeah. And nobody said shit. But they were also trying to do, like, they were like, oh, we're trying to, like, save the people. I'm like, are you? What are you doing? What are you actually doing? Trying to save souls or actual material conditions? I don't know. No, Can't I, tell. No, Hard I th- to tell. I mean, I think, uh, you know, they are obviously trying to save souls. They're trying it, to do a twofer. Whatever that means. But no, the Catholic Church does give and did give a lot of support to the third world. They still do. They have a city made of gold. Yeah, no, I know. It's the probably the most valuable organization in the world. They, they could do some, they could do better. 
they could do a little better and not, you know, shuffle priests around. Well, I mean, th- you know, think, get a little think about it this way. If, if you're thinking about their wealth as relative to, like, any nation state, they do more than the United States does probably uh, per dollar. Mm. Almost certainly. Hmm. You know, and whatever we hmm. do in terms of aid is erased by, like, the multiple wars around the world. Oh, and yeah, we you know what I mean? Like, you that, spend yeah. a lot of money mm. on military and basically destroying these places, like, whether it's economically or through violence. Like, yeah. at least the Catholic Church doesn't have an army anymore. Well, they have the Swiss Guard. Oh, yeah. Those are That's just, like, those free, are just right? fun guys in orange outfits that, you know, hang out and make sure the Pope doesn't get stabbed. Or shot, which they failed in the nineties. They did. They yeah, wasn't the Pope getting shot at, and that's why they they invented the, the glass room yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because he he did get shot on a no, it wasn't an attempt. But yeah, he got shot, and then he was like, <laughs> "I'm the Pope." Was Holy. it John Paul too? JP two. JP two got shot and survived. That's why he got the Pope mobile. Uh huh. I only vaguely remember that. I didn't know he actually got hit. Oh yeah. I thought that maybe they just shot at him and. No, I think he got like shot in the shoulder or something. Oh, that's pretty cool. You know. Yeah. He was already old. It's like. Mm. Yeah, and then he lived for a lot longer after that. You remember when JP2 died? I remember that. That was a big deal because, like, mm. you know, people that grew up in the 30s and 40s, they would just call FDR. They'd say he was the president. Like, there was no other president. He was just president forever. That's yeah. how people thought of Which FDR. Which he kind of was. He did three And I kind of thought of runs. JP2 the same way. Because, I mean, literally most popes are there for life, except yeah. for Benedict, RIP. He retired. I know. I was like, he's still alive. He's still wearing Prada loafers. So, uh, but JP too. I was like, oh, this dude's just—he's just, just going to be the Pope forever. Yeah, but he was old for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty cool that he got shot in his old age. Like, imagine if Trump got shot now. I think he would just resign. I don't think Trump would like get shot and like want to do any do it again. As long as it wasn't like his right hand, he could still Twitter. That's true. You know, be like, well, they tried to get me, folks, but you know, I still have the Twitter. Siri's still dictating, so. Here we go. Oh, my God. This is going to be a little complicated to explain because you didn't see the original video. But so I'll try. No, boy. Uh, so I guess today or yesterday, Biden was at some, like, Hispanics for Biden uh, meeting fundraiser thing. And he was because up. Because it's Latinx History Month. And he's like, well, I need. Uh, is I need it Latinx History Month? Yeah. Does everybody have a history month? Or a week or something. I don't know. Okay. But anyway, so, you know, he's also cratering with the Latino community right now and really needs those votes to win states like Florida, but they're probably hmm. going to blow it. Uh, anyway, so he's at this conference and he gets up to the lectern and he's like, you know, says a couple of lines and he's like, I just wanted to do something fun. And he pulls out his phone and straight out of the speaker blasts the song Desperado into the microphone. Desperado or Despacito? Despacito. I'm sorry. Despacito. I'm like, they're very different yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah. Despacito. Wait, he, th- he thought he was going to win over yeah i mean think you know so that right there is pretty incredible right like that reminds me the (sighs) most it reminds me more of when trump took the uh photo with the taco salad remember that like biden is. i wish i had the soundboard hooked up i want hello darkness to be like right here because that's it's pretty bad but but it's hilarious like biden's dementia is taking him to trumpish levels at this point so it's getting funny and the debates are coming up, so oh, we'll be talking Christ. a lot more about that on this show. I'd rather not. Uh, but so anyway, Biden does that. Can we that. pretend it's not happening like the rest of the world? We can try to pretend. I'll try to pretend. But I'm getting interested again because it's oh, getting boy. hilarious. Now it's getting entertaining yeah, for you. Yeah. Oh. And so Biden does that, and everybody's like, what the fuck? Did, like, you know, like you said, did he really think that was a good idea? Like, what kind of clown shit is this? So then, mere hours later, Trump... 
Trump tweets a meme that somebody else made where it just shows Biden at the podium and he says his few lines and he's like, I just want to do something fun. And then when he holds his phone up to the speaker, it plays fuck the police. (laughs) And the craziest thing about it. You know, I actually don't mind. That's kind of funny. It's hilarious. And if Biden had done that, everyone would have liked it. Oh, yeah. Instead of it being weirdly racist. I don't know. So Trump tweets this out, but the funniest thing to me, I laughed out loud on the toilet today at work. <laughs> I mean, that rarely ever happens. Even with Trump tweets and stuff, like I think they're funny, but like to get a rise out of me is tough. To get a pure giggle. But yeah. I laughed so hard because in the meme, it's fuck the police and it's the unedited version. So not only is there multiple F bombs in the thing, Ooh, there's the- N bombs in it. And it's like, you know, of course it's you know, it's Ice Cube, it's a black guy, so no problem there. It's just that he's the sitting president of the United States, and he tweeted a video with an N-bomb in it. Insane. I mean, unsurprised, but like, you know. And no one's even commenting on but that. But that's what, because everyone is waiting for the like the October surprise of him him just doing you know a hard R clip somewhere. You think that's going to come out? I, I No, because he's not that dumb. I think he is that dumb, and I guarantee you it's been recorded before. Oh, Jesus fucking There, there was already... Remember when he first became president? There was reports that on the scent of The Apprentice, there were tapes of him saying the N-word. And I really... With a hard Oh, arm, yeah, and Mark Burnett was like, I, I won't release yeah, that. I would not be surprised if those finally come out now. Because they're trying to do these October surprise things mm-hmm. left and right. The Bob Woodward thing about coronavirus... The thing about him calling the World War One troops losers, which was another time I laughed out loud because oh that is very funny. Even as a you know, even as a history buff that respects the troops, I had to admit, call, calling the Marines at Bellow Wood losers and suckers is pretty fucking funny. So anyway, <sighs> my point is they're trying to do these October surprises left and right, and they're all failing. So the N word one, I mean, if they have it, it's coming. We're gonna we're gonna get it. We're gonna get it, and you know what it's gonna be. Just a dry fart in the wind. No one will care. No, no one will care. It's true. I'm learning, you know, in, in in the past week, like, truly no one cares about anything that's going on outside of themselves. Like, I I thought, you know, our, our previous conversations, maybe people will come out of this with empathy and patience in the world. And I'm like, oh, people give less of a fuck. How did it happen? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of think pieces and stuff about this in The Atlantic and the failing New York Times, etc. But, like... I agree with the sentiment that I think everybody's just exhausted and like, what can you do? I mean, yeah, with the pandemic reality being that it's basically not going away. Like, yeah, the end point will never be a single day. There will never be a day when you can like walk out and hug somebody Mm. that will come slowly for different groups of people in different areas over time, maybe. But the reality that we're at right now is the state of things for a while. That is so draining that I think people I think people that are not focused on themselves and can't have a laugh right now are the biggest psychos out oh, there. Well, maybe. I don't know. But I'm just like, it, I, I just kind of like, it baffles me every day. And I go, huh. Well, I don't know. And when, huh. it, you know, I think I'll try, I'll try to put an optimistic spin on this, although I think it's going to end up cynical in the end. But mm. I think one of the positive things is, that I know I've experienced, and I and I think I'm seeing this in some other people at least. I won't say most people. That everybody realizes that social media and checking the news all the time are bad. Yeah. And I and I think those of us that can limit it are trying to do that. With purpose. Yeah. And yeah. I think a lot of people are doing that. 
Yeah, I think, and I'm encouraged by that. At least, at least so, some older people. Like, I don't expect teenagers or twenty somethings to do that because it's the world. They, yeah. yeah, they don't really give a shit about the world anyway. Like, at, at what point do you wake up and you're like, I mostly listen to talk radio? You know, yeah. I've turned into one of these people, and I always despised that. Like in my father. Wait, do podcasts count as talk radio? Yeah, yeah, I've it been does. Th- yeah, I, I, you know, what if it's dumb? It doesn't matter. Oh, hmm. Think about how bored you were as a kid when you were driving around doing errands with your mom or your dad and they were listening to talk radio and you're like, can you never happens. put on some music? Never happened. Really? You, your dad never listened to like sports radio. Mike, mm-hmm. Mike Trevisano. Oh, yeah. But th- there you go. That's talk radio, dude. But that would be And you're rare. like, wait, they just sit around and talk about football scores and then they get Baba Booey style calls from, you know, plumbers in Cleveland who are driving to their next job. And now yeah. look at us. Oh God, we're part of <laughs> we're part of the problem. We're part of the Baba Booey industrial complex. <laughs> I hate that so much. <laughs> I, I, you saw my eyes of uh, the pure rage. The, oh no, dread it, run from it. Destiny still arrives. Oh God. Okay. Well. Yeah, but anyway, like all, all I was trying to say is think about how bored you were when that was happening. Again, my point is just that. Teens, 20-somethings, whatever. They don't have contact with reality anyway, so yeah. I don't care if they're on social media TikToking their butts to each other. Great, fine. But uh, I don't know. The aged millennials, I think, are starting to realize, like, hey, we got to cut this out. It's time to grow up. I mean, I had TikTok explained to me via podcasts because everything is a closed loop. Um, and it's just like, well, it's just creating more content for someone else using someone else's content because it's always like some person's song. And it's just like, let me do a dance or be stupid. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Wow, this it's is a real boomer conversation. But my understanding of TikTok, TikTok is similar to that in that it's just Vine, except you can put copyrighted music on Yes, it. correct. That's all it is. So you're just taking someone else's thing and then just going viral with a thing in response to a thing. And then the snake eats itself in perpetuity. Yeah, but that's all social media is now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all, even all these things about the, the Biden and Trump tweeting memes at each other or whatever it's all just that's closed loop too yeah it's all just this fake outrage closed loop that's kind of what i meant when i said like the people that are really invested in that and can't ironically laugh it off or just ignore it those are the craziest people of all time what like people who listen to pod save and really yes yes basically Mm -hmm. yeah people you know people that are mad at you for not voting for biden Mm. you know that hits closer to home for you (laughs) yeah um, I don't know. I mm. I don't know. While we're on it, can I can I ask you this? Are, what are you gonna do, election wise? Oh, I, are you comfortable saying it on the podcast because you don't have to? I don't give a fuck because let's be real. So I I filled out the thing or I got the thing to get a ballot yeah. or an absentee, but then you have to mail it. And I went when the ballot arrives to you. Yes, you have to mail it. No, no, no. You have to mail the request. And I went. Excuse oh, me. Okay. I haven't received any mail in two straight weeks. What do you mean you're going to now deliver it two states away? I somehow think that won't happen. And then the process of doing it online, they were like, you have to do this, this, and this. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't trust this. This looks not encrypted. This is a terrible website. I mean, well, because I've done it for you in the past, if you do want to vote one way or another, I don't care who you vote for, but... I will do it for you. I mean, I- I'm sure it's not as difficult as you're making it out to be. Y- it, it looked sus because the here's the thing about like bureaucracy websites in Ohio. Yeah. Who boy, they look like an Alibaba Express situation, and you're gonna get like 
a seven dollar Amazon Dolce and Gabbana knockoff. Oh instead. yeah, I mean, like I think, it's bad. I think they're running them off the same like leftover servers from GeoCities. Yeah, it's MS DOS yeah. all over the place. It's like like the clip art is suspicious. Like even the o- official seal, I'm like that has a drop shadow and it absolutely shouldn't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck is this? But, <laughs> like, but anyway, I mean. L- all I was trying to say uh, is that I will navigate that for you if you so desire to vote. But I'm more curious about what your actual feelings about it are. Let's say you were able to get your ballot. What are you going to do? Hmm. Here's the thing. It doesn't affect me, and I'm not personally affronted to just throw a vote to Joe Biden. Because, like, whatever, Ohio's a shit show. So, like, here, have it. I don't really care. I actually do care more about, like, what's happening, like, in there senator their personal senatorial and gubernatorial shit because their governor is a fucking hot mess he handled covid well but like all the things about like abortion is really bad in ohio no 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 yeah so like mike dewine is a shithead yeah yeah, so like my thing is like they have other problems and i'll vote for those for sure because if i have to do it new york who cares we'll figure it out like they no sorry new york people let's be real whatever we can do whatever we want and then we're still like in a cuomo uh uh, kingdom and we're fucked yeah yeah well i so y- this is why i wanted to ask you and why i'm curious about it because you're you're going to be voting in ohio and I, that does change the calculus on the whole being snarky about biden v trump thing because yeah. y- you know we've been alluding to it a bunch but i got in a bit i got in a big you know knockdown drag out with some friends about this when i said i wasn't going to vote for biden you know i'm voting in new york so who gives a shit it's a symbolic vote one way or another i don't know why that would matter to anybody what i do but anyway, I you know, it was a big deal, and it got me thinking because when I talked to my Ohio friends about this same thing, they mm-hmm. were similarly alarmed. They were able to have a conversation with me mm-hmm. about it, but they felt much more strongly about voting for Biden than I even expected them to because, you know— m- my, f- my friends are bros like me. Some of them are, you know, more, like, lib-headed and just— of course they would vote for Biden, but I have other friends that I didn't expect to give a shit that mm-hmm. it ended up giving a shit, which was fascinating to me. Well, again, we live in we live in a bubble. Yeah, no, I know. I and know. I, I explained to you once, like off pod, like that you know, the bubble is much smaller than we imagine it to be, like in these five boroughs. Because like, once you leave it, even if you're like, you know, forty miles out, whoo boy, it's a whole different world. Um, well, and it has a lot more to do with with uh, things beyond just political preferences. It, it ends up segueing with your political preferences, but like even just media consumption and things that people have heard of and stuff like that mm-hmm. are are sometimes not that accessible. Yeah, out in the world, and it makes it makes it really difficult to explain positions. Yeah, uh, when you have to start from square one every time. Yeah, because here's the thing, like. Do people in the only thing that people care about in Ohio, like you know, when I talk to like my parents, they're like, "Which one's gonna do some student debt?" Because I'm tired of paying for this shit. I'm like, "Yeah, same. Can we do that?" And they're and I was like, "Well, you know, there was one, but that's gone now." And they're like, right. "You're right." I'm like, "Hmm." Because they were like, "So, so Joe's gonna do the thing about student debt?" I was like, "Oh no 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 hold, oh, no, no, no hold on hold on hold on hold on you 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 were you're reading your local newspaper. I'm so sorry. No, absolutely not. That's not never gonna happen with that one. But better chance of something happening or being you know teed up to be kicked the can down later to never happen yeah you know exactly so mm, 
Right. Yeah. I was reading an Atlantic article today that was, you know, it was vaguely related to the election, but there was so much language in it that's perfectly descriptive of the Biden position, which is just like um, making a commitment to a future position or um, endorsing a commitment to X issue. And it's like, Uh oh, that doesn't mean anything. No. Like, and I, I don't know. To me, that's so transparent and obvious, but I think people are like genuinely fooled by that in some way. That like when Joe Biden says he's endorsing a commitment to clean energy by 2050, you're like, you know, he's going to be dead by 2022. So what the fuck does anybody think that that yeah, means? I mean, endorsing a commitment to something. I mean, my thing. I mean, I. I mean, I said this to you earlier. I was like, oh, if it's Kamala, I don't know. But I'm like, well, well fuck. Here we are. Um, well, did we're you- not getting Comrade Kamala. We're getting. Speaking of circular feedback Lieutenant. loops, uh, you know, that run rampant on the Internet. Did you see the thing where uh, Kamala let it slip at a speech of hers? She yeah. said uh, the Harris campaign supported by Joe Biden. Oh, and no, then she said the Harris administration. Administration. Yeah. Yes. And then at a separate event, Biden made the exact same mistake. <laughs> so clearly they've had some kind of backroom conversations and they're saying the quiet part loud now. But I guess nobody cares. <sighs> and well, what's the difference, right? Because everybody knew that was the situation anyway. Yeah. Everybody already knows that. So yeah. that's why none of this stuff lands or changes anybody's mind or I don't know. I, I mean, here here's the thing. Let me say this. Like, you know, I realize like, you know, my laziness about doing voting, you know, doing that is basically just because I have the luxury that nothing really affects me other than my massive debt load from, you know, from schooling, right? Sure. Like whatever. I already accepted as a 20-something that <laughs> I was like, oh, Social Security, never going to get it. What are you talking about? Who cares? Like, But then, you know, you see your parents' age, and you're like, well, maybe they should have it. And then if I don't get it, like, fine, fuck it. I'll jump off a bridge. Fine. Or get me a Segway and take me to the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. I'll go out away. Um, It's fine. But, like, you know, and that's why I'm like, well, it matters in Ohio. You know, you do that kind of math. Because I have the luxury. Who cares what the fuck happens? Like, I can move ab- around the world with no problems. And if anyone looks at me like he walks gay and I'll be like, yeah, but I won't fuck you. So keep it moving. You know, like well, I right. don't care. It's interesting to hear you say that because y- other people would say that you don't have that freedom, but you get fucking real. Yeah. So, okay. Cause the caucasity is be- I'm wearing a white button down in chinos and a gray flannel hat in front of you. Like, you know, I can pass anywhere. Sure. Who cares? Right. Well, and I and I, it's the it's the more profound thing too that like the only th- the only thing that you care about is a material thing, which is money. Whether that means student loans or caring for your parents, right? And yeah. both of those things are kind of intertwined because you're saying like, well, hopefully your parents get social security and you won't necessarily need it, but it's like you know your debt's going to affect your ability to help take care of your parents when they're too old to take care of themselves. Oh yeah. You know so. Right. That's why the, I'm like, they need Social Security because I'm not paying for them. The only thing that would change your mind or, or you know, give you any reason to vote one way or another is something like that, which yeah. I think is true of most people. And that's been my argument all along. Yeah. And in the in the race between Trump and Biden, it's like neither one's going to do anything with regard to that issue. Yeah. But mm. and so like but I you also have d- the advantage of being able to stake this position a little bit more cleanly in conversation because you're gay and like no i think so i mean i i think i'm just self-aware it's 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't. They usually go hand in hand. I don't. I don't mean the way that you think about yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean that the way that other people view you. Like you're allowed to take a heterodox position on certain issues that people will just yell at me. Well, because you're actually hetero. Yeah. Well, um, no. I mean, here's the thing. But we, but we have the same fundamental belief, which is like, hey, take pe- take care of people on like meaningful, tangible things. Yeah. And if you want to fight in the symbolic realm, go for it. Who cares? I mean, I just also want to get a passport and be able to leave the goddamn country for once. Well, yeah. Too I don't want to be too tra- bad about this COVID nineteen. Yeah, I don't want to be trapped in the country because that's the other thing. Like, you know, if th- there's a change in figurehead, the world stage might be like, well, we're a little more lenient now because you don't have that guy. That's true. Because we didn't like yeah, that yeah. guy, and now, oh, okay. Well, you guys are on the right path. We'll let you in now. And it's like, oh, thank God, because I need to go trap a man in a different country and move. Right, right. No, I'm with you, man. That's a, that's a good idea. I would love to also get the fuck out of here. Let Defect. Me, let me let me expatriate. Live in in, in an arrondissement in in Paris. Oh God, that's a nice fantasy. Wouldn't it be? Yeah, I'm gonna defect to Pyongyang, North Korea, okay. and become part of the uh, Kim Jong Un regime. That's my fantasy. Never gonna. It's happen. pretty close to Hokkaido. Jesus fucking. Maybe Christ. I could be an undercover agent for North Korea in Japan. You want to be a war criminal? Sort of, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in Minecraft, I do. In Minecraft. Okay. Sadly. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, Jesus no, I, no, I feel you. Like, I, I, I honestly, I, I don't know. I guess it's on my mind, or I wanted to have this conversation because the election's getting closer, and because I've gotten into arguments about it, I'm like redoing my mental math. Like, uh, you know, I firmly believe that people also shouldn't be afraid of changing their minds. Like. If you're the type of person like me that's been like, yeah, fuck Joe Biden, I'm not going to fucking do this. And yeah. then as it gets closer, you're like, yeah, I'll do it. Well, I mean, that's a, that should also be acceptable. So in a certain sense, I'm testing the waters of talking myself into it. You can also do the thing of doing the voting and just leaving a thing blank. Who cares? You can be like, you can still get the sticker. Who cares? Oh, no, but that's the thing is, again, I do not care about the symbolic aspect of it. Yeah, I don't give a shit about getting the, the getting the sticker or whatever. I'm just wondering if the argument that, that was once made to me, that, like, why don't you do this for me, mm-hmm. if it's so inconsequential to you, is actually a sensible one. And I think it is sensible on the symbolic level, but what really grinds my gears is that I don't care about the symbolic level. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So there's this weird contradiction going on in my head where I'm like, well, I can stay true to my principles, which which means don't vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I can do what everyone's asking of me, and what would it really cost me? That's, I'd be at the same place, That's right? kind of the logic that I have. Is like, does it, affect, does it affect me to do it? No. Does it affect me to not do it? No. The thing is, so I d- I d- why not do it? Fine. I, I guess the internal pushback that I have, or the real pushback that I have, is that no, it does cost me something, which is compromising a value of mine, which is I don't think it matters. So, y- you know, my vote is my vote. It doesn't belong to you. Voting is not a form of collective action. I, you know, I don't w- want. Th- Can you say that one more time? It's slower. Voting is not a form of collective action, it's an individual choice. I don't like the idea that I'm being coerced by other people's emotions or motivations into doing something. This could apply to anything in your life, but voting is a good example. Before you spin off, technically, doing voting is a collective thing. Like we're make we're all doing a thing. So like, just I want to get your syntax in order because that was the wildest shit I've heard. No, 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 um, no, 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 no. But it's but it's but not. the act. The singular- but it's not because you're not you're not in a, it's not like it's not like organizing a campaign or organizing a union or 
having even a group of friends in the same room having a conversation. Okay. There's no actual collaboration happening. I know. It's, the, I know. it's, a, it's an accumulative gesture, yes. but yeah. it's, not a, it's not a form of collective action. It's an individual choice, and then they count them. Okay. That's different. Fine. Yeah. However, here's the thing. If it's, you know, if it's not going to tax your soul, which is not, do it or don't do it. Who fucking cares? I'm no one's going to no what one's going to blame you. Wait, let me. Can I finish? Can Thank I you. can I interject one thing? Because I want to be I want to be crystal clear is that what I'm exactly saying is that it would tax my soul. But I'm, what I'm questioning is, is that even that important? Should I take it's, a further meta step back and say, is, you know, sometimes you have to compromise your principles. It's not taxing your soul. It's taxing your rigor, which is not the same as your soul. So, like, whatever. No one's, like, asking you to, like, disavow Jesus or something. They're just asking you to be like, can you just take the L on this so we can maybe get a W at some point? And you're like, well, fine. But the other thing is if – think of it as a trade-off. Like, you know, like, if I do, like, lots of work, then I get to get myself a treat. And that means usually spending a lot of money on a single item if you take the l on this why not do the thing of like well if i'm going to do this then i'm going to do some you know try to actually organize union do something that i can control and that does have a actual effect because if you're going to say my inaction saves my intellectual rigor or whatever or my um my you know what i value then do something that does affect what you value in an active way instead of doing the passive relying on the passive position as a staunch way of remaining firm why not take the l and do something that can affect more because not doing anything affects your it's a nil situation right yes so my thing is like so if it's a nil either way then fuck it do it or don't. The, Again, the thing that I the then thing do that the I thing that's thi more effective. The thing that I the thing that I object to here is not that it's a nil situation. F like first of all, I have uh, done proactive engagement in the past and yeah. will in the future. Yeah. What I reject is the correlation between that and your individual vote, as if those situations are related at all. They're not. No, no. no I mean, the the action itself is not the thing. It's the it's the m the mind space. Yes, yes. Let, uh, let's address that in a second. But okay. I, I think it's important to be clear about the specifics of like the transaction here. Mm. Because what I'm explicitly rejecting is the idea that voting under any circumstances should be transactional. No, it's actually like a pretty singular choice that belongs only to you. Mm -hmm. And the coercion and manipulation that other people that are supposedly like want me to be their ally are using mm. is a problem. And it's emotionally manipulative. Yeah, like, that's fucked not gonna lie that's fully fucked um, so it's not it's not so much about me compromising my values or anything as being in a hostage situation and rejecting that i don't want that and i'm not going to do that well you do know what happens to hostages when they refuse to comply right you get so, shot yeah and the second um, thing is the idea that it's a passive versus active thing when you're voting no i'm making a very active decision to not do something that's different than a nil situation it's, and i th and it's like not look we're we're I, I feel like cringeworthy like talking about this yeah. because what we're talking about is just the difference of like two formal situations that don't interact with reality really. Yeah. And so I don't know. I, I, I think it's just the mania of the moment and my mania personally tonight yeah. that are like bringing it out. But 
um, I don't know, I can't quite put my finger on it, but there's something really vital to me at stake here. And mm-hmm. I understand like the the formal logic of what you're proposing, and I have my own like sort of parallel version of that. I just think you should care less about the, you know, you're caring too much about a, a thing that is, mm, yeah. like it's, mm, it's a meh. It's a true m e h period. I think my problem is is that I, I. That's why it's like unbothering. It's like on uh, one, is it ideal? No. On one level, do I, I do. It? No. On one level, I do agree with that. I wish I didn't care about defending not caring because that's ca- mm. you can't do that. Like I, I'm aware enough about my own position here to be like this is ridiculous to have like a 20 minute long conversation about how i don't care and i should just be allowed not to care yeah like you're saying like nobody's really preventing you from doing that you could just stop talking about it but the (laughs) but the but the idea that it's like in the air and you can't express your blase attitude without being attacked for it Mm. is a problem and that's i didn't do that somebody else did that so now, so now we're in a you know now we're in a space here where it is part of the conversation. It is on my mind. I can't get it off my mind. That's why you should care less about it. Yeah, I know. This you, you know what you're you're expressing just the the Tao of like yeah. I don't who cares, man. It's I don't know why it bo- I it it's a lo- uh, amazing that it bothers you so much because at the end of the day, you could also just tell people I n- the the joy of the the American ballot system is that you can just say that you did it and no one's going to look askance at you. No, I know. I could just lie about it, but I also don't want to lie about it. Like, I want to be able to have honest conversations with people. I think that's part of the problem. No, like, when it comes to, like, a a matter... Care so much about being truthful. Well, yeah, I do. Mm. And when it comes to, like, a matter of your civic duty, like, I think that's an important cohesive element in a nation, like, in a society. And I think a big problem that we are all collectively experiencing is that you're forced into a false dichotomy of either having to lie or having to do something you don't want to do. Nobody should have to live like that. So I get that at the end of the day, it's kind of immaterial and... Yeah. I could make it no problem, but like I do think that m- people should try to be virtuous and consistent in their beliefs. That doesn't mean you can't change your mind, like I said before, yeah. but m- my problem with the people that are expecting me to lie or be coerced is that they're not consistent in their beliefs at all. They don't yeah. ask that of themselves. Well, here's the thing. Other here's the thing. I mean, caring about the perception the the part that's worrisome is like in all aspects of not only the what you just said but also like you know the social media of it all is we care about the perception of our activities writ large and in this particular moment everyone cares about the perception of their activities yeah it's like well i went to a march it's like well you actually just stood on the edges and took a picture of a crowd and so you could say you were there but you didn't do shit right so it's like shut up um i i don't I don't, I think it's fine to be observant and present and aware, but not mind the optics of it all. Because if anyone calls you out about, well, you didn't post, it's like, yeah, I don't post generally, so suck a dick. I don't know what to tell you. Um, like, I, it, it doesn't, I don't know. I, I don't think, I am of the writ that, like, the American civic system is a fucking trash heap. It has been because no one's been taught civics in a good 20 years because I didn't even learn it because we learned, you know, 
AP history and then I stopped. I stopped learning history. And we didn't do civics. Right. So, like, I don't fucking know what I'm talking about. You know, I have to learn, you know, I learned it from, like, unions that my grandfather and my dad were in about how things, how labor relations worked and they were always fucked. Um, but you learn that offhand, but then, you know, no one talks about voting because we don't care. You do it or you don't. Oh, I forgot it was today. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Like, eh. yeah, yeah. I mean, Th- does that demonstrate a certain lack of control over, like, your awareness of being in the world? Could. But it also means that you got other shit going on and that doesn't matter as much. Because yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, you don't have that much control over what happens, which we now know more aggressively. You're Yeah, you're exactly right. So, you know, if that's the realization that you have is that none of this affects anything, well, you, you just won fatalism. Congratulations. There's no prize. Uh, it's just a snowy black hole and you're going to end up in a sledding accident. Well, yeah, like... I. Okay, there's a couple things there. Like, I, yeah, you, you're right, man. I, I guess I feel very personally affronted by, you, you know, we can even set so set voting aside. But I'm very, I'm very affronted by the idea that like I'm a suspicious person or uh, a bad person in any way for staking out a position that somebody else doesn't agree with. It could be about any issue, right? But when it comes to the voting and civic engagement conversation, it's like. You know, there was a lot of people that did a lot more than me this primary season. But it's like, hey, all the people that are yelling at me about what I'm going to do in November, I got a lot more people that never voted in their lives to, to vote, vote than yeah. you did. So, And, you know, uh, you, and, and at great expense, uh, practically and emotionally, I put my heart and soul into something that mm-hmm. got fucking crushed. And, and there was no way around it. Because it wasn't crushed by any one individual, and it wasn't crushed by uh, anything but bad faith on the part of the actors that make these decisions anyway. Hmm. So when you're talking about this kind of fatalism, it's like, well, I actually went through the whole process, uh huh, you know, of like engaging with civics and politics, uh, putting everything into it, having it squashed completely outside of anybody's And you still control. ended up in a broken sled in the bottom of a cold, wet hole. Right. And what it's given me is contact with reality. And what I reject is the idea that I should be coerced into the fantasy that you're living that your vote still matters. Because it matters to you. And I get that it matters to you. But it's only because you... Clearly. Na- yes. But, it, but it, it only matters to you because you haven't engaged enough to realize it's going nowhere. But, okay, so just say that to yourself in the mirror. Yeah. It's just the, a different, you know, you're just talking past yourself at that point. Because that was what I was kind of trying to make to you, that, but, well like, that's you know. I, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm saying it out loud to... Process? Yeah, to, mm-hmm. to, to process it because this is the contradiction that's bothering me. Mm. See, my, my point at the end of the day is that I, I'm, taking it, I'm taking it personally because now it's affecting my relationships. Mm-hmm. I was fine with it affecting civics. Yeah, uh, and I think I and I yeah. think I have every I think well, I have every right to do that because it's, it, you know uh, rela- I my thing is like well, I don't I don't even know if I have a thing. I truly just wonder because like we're trying to black box this in a way, and I'm like, oh god, it'd be so much easier. That's why we need to have a secret episode on the Patreon just to say say the names. Yeah, right. um, but. <laughs> My thing is like, listen, it, you're 
you did the work of trying to sway people to just be engaged, period. You know? Yeah. You know, and, you know, it's a little weird. This is where the, like, value and rigor thing is, like, you did all this work to get people voting. Who cares? You don't know, at the end of the day, you don't know who they're going to vote for. Who cares? They are now aware and engaged in the civic act of being a person in the world and aware how policy affects their daily lives know it might behoove you to maybe vote period again don't i not for you don't have to do anything but to do the action is the the minimum that would be the ask if you actually care because you did that for other people right yeah personally affected did i did i then have to google people that i was like who the fuck are these people oh this person's an asshole i don't like their picture fuck them because that's american politics yeah yeah no that Uh, is american (laughs) politics yeah like this website shit um you know, like that's, but that's something I at least was like, oh, that person did that. Oh, all right. Like to be aware and to do that goes back to like your, your pillar belief, like, oh, don't shake my core. It's like, well, you're going to shake your own core if you don't do the thing that you got other people to do. Well, no, no, I'm not. Because I, I think mm. he, here's a use, here's mm. a useful distinction, actually. Most, not most people, but like 40% or something of our electorate has never voted and never will. Like, there is such a thing as non-voters. These are the people that I was reaching out to yeah. in my activism, right? Yeah. I am not that. Um, I've always voted. I've always been civically minded. I've mm-hmm. always taken these things somewhat seriously, even even when I was younger and dumber. I, you know, I, I had oh. a better head on my shoulders than those 40% of people, if you want to look at it that way. Mm. I am a voter that is not voting in this election as a matter of principle. Mm. That's different than being a non-voter who never votes at all. And mm. I think that's why people are mad about it. Just Be- vote for the other things then. Who cares? Uh, well, I am going to vote yeah. for the other things. It was so never it was never part of my thing to say you should re- reject your civic uh, arrangement at every level of society. No, yeah. of course not. It's just in this one particular farce. I'm not going to participate because it's offensive to me. And I'm mad about it because it should be offensive to you too. Like I think... You know, you're living in a delusion if this isn't just driving you nuts. No, it's, one, it's one of the most consequential decisions that can be made on a global level, and you're going to browbeat people into it. I don't know. That yeah, seems terrible. psychotic um, to me. Well, but but let, let me let me finish real quick. The, the distinction I wanted to make was just that there's a lot of non-voters out there. Part of the pillar of my core and my ideology is that those are the people that we need to reach, non-non-voters. Huh? Double, people that double, have, double wait, yeah. What? People that have never voted and never planned to. Mm. Those are the people that you need to reach with actual politics and a politics of solidarity, in my opinion, because mm. those are the people that are suffering the most in a lot of cases, and they've rationally determined that who's president doesn't affect their lives. That's bad, right? Mm. I have only just learned that who's president doesn't fucking matter. And all I'm asking of every other, like, righteous person is, hey, make contact with reality for a second. And are you going to blame the tiny, tiny percentage of people that are like me that are doing inactive protest by not voting in this election for Donald Trump's victory? The answer is you will, Mm. uh, but you're wrong. What you never did in your life was go and talk to real non-voters and try to change their minds. You yelled in your echo chamber at people like me instead of doing that. Mm. And I think I have every right to be mad at you for that. Maybe. I, don't, I mean, I also think, God, you just care too much about it. I don't know why you 
who cares? I, I know. It doesn't I know. I'm matter. Imbi- I, I, I'm I'm not I'm not kidding when I, I say like I don't understand. You got to get on on my nihil- my fatalistic nihilism wavelength and just really let it ride. I am gonna be a fucking parrot head when I'm older. Shit. Yeah. I just had that realization. <laughs> I had the image of me with a pina colada. Oh in, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the balmy, uh, you know, Connecticut beaches, the white sand beaches of Connecticut, because the Earth will be three thousand degrees. Yep. Oh yeah. It'll be ninety degrees in September, and I'll be like, hell yeah, dude. Ooh, sipping a marg under that bright orange sky. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah. We'll have to have second sun installed, and it's just an LED panel because it'll be too dark in the daytime. You're gonna look yeah. like you're gonna look like one of those Dwayne Hansen photorealistic sculptures from the seventies. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I'll have with that metal folding screen yep. to really get it under my second jowl. Oh yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, it's interesting this conversation because y- I'm normally on the nihilism side of things, and even though I'm embarrassed about giving a shit about this and having this entire conversation. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I hope our listeners got some little taste of, no, I actually do care about things. I just also think it's funnier to be fake nihilistic. Yeah, I, I don't think that's ever a question, to be perfectly yeah. honest. I don't know where but you're it, getting yeah, at. Yeah, okay, whatever, fine. Um, I'll drop it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think anyone's confused. Uh, Yeah, I just I really got to mm, put the brakes on your own this. No one can see the hand gesture. I'm just doing the like. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, man. My, my limpy wrist is out and going. No, just don't do that. When I get into certain certain states, it's like a washing machine in my brain of the same like uh, With twenty a brick years in it. Jesus yeah, twenty Christ. or so jumbled thoughts, uh, all made of glass, just breaking in there and driving me crazy. Yeah, no. and then the shards get stuck in my brain, and it makes it even worse. You're that washer where they thro- like they throw the brick in it when it's on, and then it just starts. Like jumping in the backyard and like, Ooh, <laughs> yeah. that is you. Yeah, my brain sounds like somebody when somebody puts a pair of shoes in the washer. You know that annoying sound from the basement as you're trying to take a nap. No, I haven't had a washer of in my wet domicile sneakers for, for tumbling so over. long. Yeah, well, that's me. Mm. Yeah, I just you know, get that cheeseburger in Paradise Man and. Uh, Ride off to Margaritaville. I don't know what to tell you. I wish I could get there. I'm trying to get there. We're I'm going you know, to buy cargo shorts. We're all works in progress, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can stop there. I, th- I think we're over time. That's the new WAP whip? Yeah. Yo. I Some, got wet so infected pussy. No. <laughs> I understand what you're trying to say. But disgusting. <laughs> you disgust me. <laughs> of course I do. Ugh.